Good evening, fellow Husky heroes and healthy heroines. It's your boy, G-Thread. And tonight, I'm going to talk to you guys about the highly rumored WWE and New Japan Pro Wrestling Partnership. Let's go. And once again, I don't know about you guys, but it's feeling mighty husky and mighty healthy on here tonight. Let's go. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, a couple shots early. Let's go, WWE, New Japan Pro Wrestling. And us wrestling fans, we're feeling mighty happy. All right, all right. So without further ado, it's your boy G-Threat, your favorite Husky hero right now. At least I hope, at least I hope to be your favorite Husky hero. So, once again, let me get this stuff out the way. You can follow me on social media. Husky Hero 716. Husky Hero 716. H-U-S-K-Y. H-E-R-O. 716. All right. Husky Hero 716 at gmail.com. If you'd like to shoot me an email. Um, Instagram. Snapchat. Mm, Twitch. Don't forget to follow me on Twitch. Husky Hero 716. I'm going to start streaming very, very soon. Regularly. All right. I do have a YouTube channel, Husky Hero 716. I'm going to start uploading content up there. All right. And also follow my Facebook page, Husky Heroes and Healthy Heroines Assemble. Once again, it's Husky Heroes and Healthy Heroines Assemble on Facebook. And by all means, search Husky Heroes Assemble on your favorite podcast platforms. You'll find me there on my latest podcast. So, once again, um, a huge rumor going on out there. And that's the partnership between WWE and New Japan Pro Wrestling exclusively. Rumor has it is that Daniel Bryan has been pushing for this, you know, and um, he wants to be an ambassador, especially to international brands, you know, which is going to be crazy because in this time we're living in, everybody's trying to corner the wrestling market. Now, for the longest time, you know, WWE, you know, tried to monopolize everything. Then AEW came around and, you know, and here they are. And TNA has been hanging around and uh, Impact Wrestling, excuse me, formerly known as TNA, are hanging around now. Everybody's trying to get their piece of the pie to, to link up and really trying to, to I don't want to say put each other out of business, but really to have some security. Now, what's interesting about the WWE and New Japan alleged highly alleged highly rumored um partnership is that it's exclusive now aew impact they're working you know together and most stars can still do their indie dates between both companies can still do their indie dates and shows whereas wwe you're totally exclusive with wwe and new japan they haven't really done anything with with uh since kenta showed up on dynamite so um, I think it's really, really, I think the writings were, were on the wall back then with how Kenta, and um, say what you want about COVID, but how Kenta, and I think that might have been a test market for the Western audience to see how New Japan could infiltrate it, and it didn't get that much buzz. Could have been because of booking, could have been because of whatever. No. New Japan Strong is still doing well. You know, they have some guys from um, NWA and, you know, 
an impact on New Japan Strong here in the U.S., but um, it still hasn't gotten to that peak. I'm sure the numbers when it comes to New Japan Strong as if um, that they wanted to. Um, the Japanese companies, especially now since their new parent company is Bushi Road, Bushi Road is very, very particular how they want their product to be portrayed. And that's why you haven't really seen that open door open right away. Now, you have uh, Satoshi Kojima wrestling at Impact, but Kojima, he's not the Ko Kojima goon that we all know and love, you know, from, um, you know, New Japan, you know, back in its heyday, you know. So now we have a semi-retired, pretty much almost, pretty much really retired Kojima goon, um, you know, going to be wrestling against um, Joe Doring at Impact's next main, um, you know, pay-per-view. And, you know, he's going to be wrestling next week against uh, Cody Diener. You know, so Kojima, he seems to have a, a resurgence this year and last year because of COVID. He, like, you know, he seemed to be kind of bouncing back a little bit. He's kind of regaining some of his former self. And um, I've been highly entertained watching Kojima. You know, I've, like, I've always liked Kojima. And this makes things interesting. So it kind of helps you wonder, okay, they say Ko, uh, Okada had COVID. A lot of other stars had COVID. Now, um... Osprey, he does have a legit neck issue. Kota Ibushi has an injury he's working through. Uh, the taking time bomb, uh, you know, Takahashi. You know, he's working through his some injuries as well. But who's to say that they're not working behind the scenes? They're really trying to talk to Bushi Road, and maybe they're in quote-unquote cahoots. Now, you can't really talk certain things because of contracts, but, like, you know, maybe they're at the table for a partnership. That That's what I'm truly thinking. And... We have Riho on another side note. Bushi Road is the parent company of Stardom now. So you figure the two main Japanese promotions, New Japan Pro Wrestling and Stardom, they're now owned by the same parent company. You know, they had issues with Riho. You know, and COVID happened too with her, how she was going to AEW, how once again, I felt that that was a test run. You know, Riho came back, didn't go that far in the tournament. They gave it to Rio. Mizunami, who's with um, Emi Sakata's camp in Choco Pro. So, Riho, she's more stardom. You know, she might have did some Tokyo Joshi Pro and stuff like that, but she's but she's pretty much a stardom gal all the way, so don't get it twisted. So now, she's kind of in, in obscurity. She's going to wrestle Serena Deeb this Sunday for double or nothing. I don't expect her to win the NWA title. If I do, I'll be really surprised, but I could see her going back to Japan, especially if New Japan Pro Wrestling is going to work with WWE. Now people are going to say, Gary, but WWE, excuse me, New Japan and the Stardom are two different things, but the Stardom are owned by the same parent company. Guess what? Nothing happens without Bushiroh saying so, okay? Now, past couple years, the issues that, that birthed AEW were because of the leadership and ownership of New Japan. Once they got rid of certain people in New Japan, AEW's already started, so they couldn't even get the elite back if they wanted to. And they and they were kind of hinting at working together. And that's where we got this whole forbidden door thing open about. But guess what? I guess talks are off if they're going to work with WWE. Now, WWE, say what you want. They're cold-blooded. You know, they're, uh, you know, savages. Vince didn't get where he at by 
making like you know just random deals and by listening to the fans you know he's he's 100 percent business and triple h the same thing you know he's learning from vince mcmahon and triple h is no fool he's going to expand the business as much as he can so why should wwe partner with new japan and and um quote unquote maybe potentially potentially stardom allegedly so if i say that to say this you know let's just let's just say bushy road let's say why would WWE want to partner with Bushi Road? Here's why. Number one, WWE wants to keep a foothold in Japan. They have a lot of Japanese megastars who are megastars in Japan who came over here who kind of flopped so much. And I hate to say it, like who haven't really lived up to Western expectations. So how can they keep them on the WWE brand Without having them leave entirely, having them work back home, they could work. They could be a trainer, Shinsuke Nakamura. He could be a trainer back home, NXT Japan, or WWE Japan. All right. Uh, who else? Oscar, uh, Oscar down the road. She's she she. I don't know how many years she has left. She's forty, maybe close to forty-one. But she's in excellent shape. She could still go. I'm not sure how much longer she would like to wrestle. She may like to be a trainer. She may like to be. At home or with her daughter. I think she has a daughter, you know. Um, Io Shirai is another one, you know. I don't see Io going anywhere. You know, she had her little state Lucha Underground, which was great against Pentagon. Part of the, uh, I think the Black Lotus Triad, you know. It did good. Now she's at NXT. What if she doesn't want to get called up? She could do NXT Japan, all right. Now they kind of already open that forbidden door by signing Mako Satomura, who I love, who's in my top five women pro wrestlers of all time, maybe in my top ten of all time men and women. So Mako Satomura had great matches so far, especially with Kaylee Ray for the WWE NXT UK title. She could be a trainer. So if you think about it, you're Kairi Sane, Mako, Asuka, Shinsuke, those are some mega stars who I've grown up watching. If, if not further, and young Joshi stars idolize these women and men, and they could go, they could still work for WWE and be in, in Japan or home country. That's a win win. If they really want to test the waters, they have some trainers who have been there who have done that. Um, Koshida's another one. Koshida's about 37, almost 38. You know, he's another one. He doesn't have much time, you know, per se. And they could still wrestle at a high level in a WWE NXT Japan or maybe WWE Japan, you know, why not? It's a win-win. And they can learn from the people who came before them because look at Naito, you know, he has rough names, Tanahashi, uh, Takahashi. Um, the list goes on. I Ibushi, Kota Ibushi right now, you know. So if they could kind of work with those guys closely, why not in a home setting? Why not? It's a win-win for Bushi Road and WWE. Number two, I'm not sure how much. I'm sure that New Japan is right now currently testing different ways to get New Japan World or their content into Western homes. They started doing a couple of things with the Roku net with uh, Roku. I'm not exactly sure how well that's working out for them. All right, and I'm knowing that probably. There's a lot of free content with the New Japan stuff on Roku. New Japan World is $9.99. All right. Uh, Stardom World is 
9.99 yen it's about i think seven to eight bucks us I've, I've had you know both those for a while canceled them recently you know so why not and a lot of the stars who are in wwe have history in japan you look at war raiders when they were uh oh what was the name war raiders uh, war, when, it, when they were war machine you know now they're the war raiders whatever they're called now you know um who else has had some time in Japan? Um, I can't even think of the people who were in Japan, but oh, AJ Styles, hell, AJ Styles, you know, Japan. Kurt Angle, even though he's not signed with anybody right now, he had significant um, run in Japan. Brock Lesnar, believe it or not, had a, a significant run in Japan. He wrestled against Shinsuke Nakamura. I think Nakamura won the IWGP Heavyweight Title off Brock. And um, I'm sure there's a lot of names who have wrestled in Japan, and. For some of the some of that content alone, where they can have those packages on the WWE Network or have New Japan World and WWE co-produce some things together and put it on the Peacock Network, oh, it's a win-win. It's a win-win, and that will also prevent other stars who are in AEW, like the Young Bucks and stuff like that, maybe get their stuff off of. Um, try to guess if they try to do a documentary or something about them where they may have to pay, you know, New Japan or WWE, if not both for the, the footage. So it could be crazy. There's a lot of politics involved with that. So that catalog alone is, uh, will make it, will make it decent. So, um, number three, I'm not sure if WWE NXT India is is busted because they had that little show that could have been a test run for a test market i'm not sure if they had anything to do with india but guess what most talent would rather go to japan you know india tiger probably go to japan you know still have you know that's that way it's on the east not that much travel and all that as well and you know people from the uk if they wanted to go to india if they want to go to japan they could and train anyway like Japan and Britain has a great relationship, especially when it comes to pro wrestling. Why not go there? And NXT Japan sounds a whole lot better. You can get a lot more, probably better talent than you could India, even though they could build up India. But I'm not sure if they have too many Indian uh, promotions in India, if any at all, wrestling promotions. But Japan, you have a lot of ones we've heard of, a lot of ones we haven't heard of, especially when it comes to the women. So you have Ice Ribbon, uh, Pro Wrestling Diana, Tokyo Joshi Pro. And then in the men's, you got um, DDT, Pro Wrestling Noah, um, you know, Big Japan, if they're still around. You know, I don't think they want to go that way because they have a lot of deathmatch guys there. But there, there's some talent in Japan, and I'm sure they can get a, a good uh, a good card in there, you know, get some people in there. And that would be interesting to see. And also, um, reason why I think it, you know they're doing this deal because they really, really want to get out of Saudi Arabia. I think that Middle Eastern market, you know, that the money isn't worth it. They they can't really grow that. They can only grow that market so much. Whereas Japan, they could grow that market as much as they need to. All right. So, next reason why I can see this partnership working is because WWE can can corner the market all right so right now on new japan's website 
New Japan is affiliated with, um, you know, Bushi Road, the parent company, but they're also still affiliated with CMLL. You know, for years they've done like, um, you know, cross promotion pay per views, you know, where the Mexican guys will go to Japan, Japan will go to, you know, Mexico and do some things as well. CMLL, they have really distanced, they, 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 they have a beef with AAA. All right. AEW is still working with AAA and AEW. Kenny Omega still has a title thick with AAA. So right then and there, if, <laughs> and so facto, if CMML is working with New Japan, New Japan is going to work with WWE exclusively. That means CMLL is going to work with WWE possibly exclusively. So you figure when you got the Andrade, not, ooh, can't say Andrade, you know, because he's, he's more or less on the AAA side, you know, the other side of that coin. When it comes to CMML, when you have, um, oh, I forgot who they have. They have CMML still has some good talent. Uh, Bandito didn't sign. I think um, Ryu Lee, Dragon Lee didn't sign with CMML. They, they've lost a lot of significant people, but yet in New Mexico, they still have tons of luchadors, so don't worry about it. But when you guys, we got guys on WWE roster who's like, um, you know, like um, Garza and Umberto, you know, it'd be, they can go back to their, you know, to their Mexican roots. You know, do some stuff at C CMLL, bring a little star power down that way. Not to say they didn't have it already, but, you know, bring a different star power. And that will increase, the, that will help the luchadors down there say, hey, I've wrestled against these guys. Now they're in WWE. Hell, I can go to WWE Japan or NXT Japan via, through CMML. It's just like another farm system compared to, you know, Impact, AEW, and AAA. Now, with that being said, in this proverbial world that is wrestling, as it's slowly evolving, people are drawing their line in the sand. It's either you're with us or you're against us. Either you're on AEW side, the indie side, the Impact side, the AAA side, or you're on the WWE side, the Evolve side, the potentially New Japan side, which is crazy to even think like that, you know? So just imagine all that stuff. It's, it's kind of wild to even think like that, but it's a possibility. Another reason why they really want to work with, I think this partnership could, could work between WWE and New Japan is that when it comes to women's wrestling, when they're, when they're talking about the re revolution, all right? NXT still has the best female roster on the planet right now. Between, you know, especially the NXT US has the best, you know, female talent on the roster right now, all right? Then you got, it goes NXT US, women's roster. You got the main brand, Raw and SmackDown, all right? And then you got NXT UK. They're young, but they're still nothing shabby at. Now, like I said earlier, between how WWE denied Kyrie Sane a visit or to work a a stardom show, now with this Bushy Road show, if Kyrie Sane decides she wants to wrestle, you know, and they're working with uh, WWE and New Japan to work together, why not let her wrestle that stardom show? I can see that happening, all right? Now, Io Shirai, she's probably one of the top five wrestlers of all time in stardom. And if they're working with WWE, she can go back with stardom and headline, and they could 
had the starter pay-per-views on the Peacock app. But I'm not sure, you know, how much revenue. They would have to figure out the revenue rights to that because I'm not sure how much revenue they're getting from streaming from, like, New Japan World or Stardom World. But I'm sure for, like, a couple extra thousand dollars, you know, they could throw it on the Peacock Network. I guarantee you their viewership is skyrocketing. Easy. Especially for a Western audience. In terms of talent, so, okay, after that, after I said WWE has the best women's roster on the planet right now, stardom is third best. So you got the WWE NXT women's, the main roster. Then you got stardom. Then I would go NXT UK, then Impact, then AEW, then ROH, the Women of Honor, all right? NWA is, is at the bottom, of course. They just don't have enough women. So, people are asking, hey, how come, um, where is all the stardom ladies? How come they're not coming to AEW because Bushi Road don't play that? Stardom don't play that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No way in hell you're going to have our women come over there and get buried or be in some type of, you know, cockamamie storyline. Yeah, I said cockamamie. Some type of corny storyline uh, story and think it's going to fly. Oh, no, 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 no. Because when you look at Stardom's roster, stacked from top to bottom, you know. So their world of Stardom champion, basically like their main champion, Utami uh, Shishida, amazing, all right, beautiful. Uh, Nakano Tom, I'm, I'm going to read him in Japanese way, backwards to front. Nakano Tom, beautiful, all right, awesome worker, all right. And then you got the goddess of Stardom championship, you know, um, with Julian Siri. Donna Del Mondo, all, all their clicks over there are amazing as well. But um, Mina Shirakara, Tam Nakano, Unagi Saeka, the Artists of Stardom Championship, the Cosby Angels, Natsu Poi. You know, they have some beautiful men over there, but those women could work. They could work their behind off, you know. And I know Stardom has their injuries as well, but still, overall, that roster, hands down, is the third best roster. Maybe even second best, depending on how you look at it, you know. Compare it to the other women's Japan, Japanese promotions. Like, none of those women are touching. It lays on Choco Pro, can't touch. Stardom. The closest one I would say is Tokyo Joshi Pro. It's close to stardom, but still, like, you know. And then you have, uh, you know, Ice Ribbon. Ice Ribbon ain't bad, all right? And then you also have, um, was it Tokyo Joshi Pro, Ice Ribbon, Pro Wrestling Diana. They have some young stars on there. So, But a lot of those people, they're going to go to AEW side. So with Choco Pro, that's where Shida came from, I believe. That's where Rio Mizunami, who I love Rio Mizunami, came from. And she'll be dope on WWE. She'll be dope on NXT, you know. So WWE has to ensure that they have, you know, some fresh talent coming in. And why not partnering with somebody, all right? So it's going to be crazy to see what's going to happen in the next couple years. Well, within the next couple months, let's say it like that. Because as things open back up, I know Japan has an issue right now with COVID in certain spots. But if you work with WWE, use WWE's private planes and resources to get to certain events and stuff like that, I can see that happening, all right? Charter of private planes. I can see that as well. Now, with that being said, I'm... I do have some dream matches I would like to see or some potential matches I would like to see. Now, I do not I do not have any women's matches, all right? 
just because, you know, it's, it's it's a lot to get into, and I really need to watch. I kind of slacked off in my Japanese women's wrestling, um, but I need I need to get back into it. I kind of slacked a little bit with wrestling every day now. It's kind of hard to do that, but in terms of the men's, all right? Now, I left some names off my list that are significant. I left off... Uh, <sighs> I left off... Uh, I left off a few names, like Drew McIntyre I left off, Will Ospreay I left off, I left off the Great Ocon. You know, there's there's some people I left off because, you know, I'm I'm doing I'm doing this video on the fly. I really wanted to do something, and I'm sure I'll probably update my list later on as far as dream matches. Like, I'm going to do a whole dream card. But these matches, I feel like they're going to be blockbusters that people would pay top money pay-per-view parties and all that all right so i have i did it because new japan i'm doing new japan versus wwe so i got the new japan guys going first and then i picked out five interesting people that would be interesting for them to face now once again this is my list you know to let me know what yours are sound off in the comments where you share this and you know tag people in it let them know what some of your dream matches are okay so First guy I have, Jay White. Jay White, he will be the next future undisputed IWGP champion. He's going to get the title that Will Ospreay had to vacate, like I said, due to his neck. So Jay White, he's the next Gaijin to get it. I believe they're in Gaijin mode, all right? So I'm not sure if they're going to put on a Japanese guy anytime soon, but they're in Gaijin mode, all right? And they need somebody with some charisma, all right? And Jay White is that guy, all right? Especially, uh, you know, the run he just had with Tanahashi for the Never Open title. I think that would be dope if uh, Jay White were to get it. So I've started with Jay White. So I have Jay White versus, all right? These are going to be in no particular order. I'm just going to read off the names, all right? Jay White versus Seth Rollins. be fire. Jay White versus Johnny Gargano. Fire. Jay White against Cesaro. Fire. Now, this is going to be interesting, all right? Jay White versus Dolph Ziggler. I think, I think that would be a, a dope match. You know, kind of similar styles in a sense. You know, kind of, you know, I think that would be interesting to see. Two great workers in the ring. And also, um, Jay White versus Sami Zayn. I think that'd be dope, all right? All right. So, next one. Shingo Tagagi. Now, if Jay White doesn't get the title, I think they would put it on Shingo. Shingo has, right now, he has two, maybe three match of the year candidates. Uh, Takagi versus Tanahashi. Fire. Osprey and, and um, Takagi. Possibly match of the year. That's one of the match of the year candidates. And also Takagi versus Jeff Cobb, another match of the year candidate. So for me, he definitely has two candidate, two in a possible match of the year matches for Shingle Takagi this year. All right. So these are the guys I'm going to see Shingle face. Shingle against Braun Strowman. Shingle against Bobby Lashley. Shingle and Big E. Shingle and Damian Priest. And the final one, Shingle against Roman Reigns. The Tribal Chief versus the Dragon. I like the way that sounds, you know, guys. And it'd be almost a clash of styles, but they really need to get their power game. It'd be crazy, all right? So Naito, a, w, a new, new Japan Pro Wrestling, you know, staple, all right? So you got Naito versus Orton, Randy Orton. Naito against Apollo Crews. Naito and Kevin Owens. Naito and Sami Zayn. And another one, I think it's weird, but I think it might work. Naito Tetsuo versus John Morrison. Johnny Drip Drip. Dripping all, all those Igunales. All right. 
Now, Okada, he's nursing a neck injury, all right? I did have to put him down because, like I said, when you think of New Japan, I think of Okada, Naito, Jay White right now, and um, Tanahashi, you know, I got some other stuff for him. But just for right now, Okada, all right? Kazuchika Okada. Okada Kazuchika against Randy Orton, all right? Seth Rollins, Cesaro. Now, this one's going to be interesting. Kofi Kingston and Okada. I think so. somehow, to me, when I see that on paper, like, that that will be fire. That will be, like, super, super duper dope, all right? And Keith Lee. Keith Lee gets Okada. I think for some reason, just looking at that, you know, Keith Lee, you know, eats a Rainmaker, doesn't go down. He eats another Rainmaker, doesn't go down. You know, he gets, you know, just I can see just some crazy storytelling with that, all right? Now, G.O.D., Gorillas of Destiny. You got Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa. All right. Two, probably one of my favorite tag teams in the last decade. All right. G.O.D. All right. Of course, the Usos. G.O.D. versus the Usos. Got to have that. I got to have them against the Street Profits. All right. I got to have them go against Grizzled Young Veterans, G.Y.V. I love Grizzled Young Veterans. You know, between them, their mic skills and the ring skills, fire tag team. All right. Now, G.O.D. versus New Day. That's a new day. Yes, it is. I think that'd be dope. All right. Then I, even though I know they broke up, you know, I still would like to see them against the Hurt Business. So Alexander and um, Benjamin, Sean Benjamin and um, Alex, Cedric Alexander get your G.O.D. I think that'd be fire to me. All right. So some other matches I think that would be interesting or dope on there. All right. Hiroki Goto versus uh, Sheamus. Toru Yano versus Miz. Tomohiro Ishii versus Corbin. And Zack Sabre Jr. versus Daniel Bryan with an asterisk because who knows where it's going to be Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, or whatever is going on, all right? So those are some of my matches who I think will be interesting, who I think would be some great storytelling, which would be awesome to see. Let me know what you have in the comments section, all right? Let me know. Wherever you, you see this podcast, like and share it. Let me know what your thoughts are on this potential merger between, or excuse me, not potential merger, partnership between... WWE New Japan facilitated by uh, Nick Khan, rumored, and also Daniel Bryan, all right? So let me know. Is it a good business move? All right. So uh, what do you think about those lines that are being drawn in a wrestling sand, you know? Whose side are you on? Are you on AEW, Impact, and AAA side? Or are you on WWE, New Japan, or possibly CMML? Are you, you know, what side would you like to be on? Or would you like to be on both sides? You're just a wrestling fan and you're just here? for the exciting stuff that's going to happen, all right? Especially in 2022, especially when COVID kind of, you know, hopefully fires out, fizzes out, we're praying, all right? So let me know what you think. And once again, it's your favorite Husky hero. And shout out to all my Husky heroes and healthy heroines out there. And love you guys. Have a good night. And don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and follow me wherever you get your podcasts out and also leave a review. A review is always nice and welcome. Makes me feel all fuzzy inside. Or if I suck, say, Gary, you suck. Get your life together. Let me know that as well. All right. I appreciate it either way it goes. All right, guys. Have a good night.